Hi, my name's Amirtha, and I recently graduated from college in December and just moved to New York City. Um, so I wanted to make this for fun and maybe get a, a platform to talk about the different experiences I've had here, um, however random and spontaneous they may be. Um, so I actually just recently moved to Brooklyn um, in a neighborhood called Bushwick. And I actually work in downtown Manhattan um, in the financial district. Um, so the commute is pretty long. It's about 40 minutes. But I have this great apartment. Um, this building is brand new. Um, the views are also really nice. I can actually see the Empire State Building from my balcony. And, um, you know, I have a cat. And so I wanted a really comfortable place for me and my cat. And... This apartment is honestly a steal. Um, I love it here. I will say that living in Brooklyn has kind of opened my eyes just a bit. Um, I feel like I was really sheltered growing up in Arkansas and, you know, um, living in the Chicago suburbs, all those sorts of things. You're not really exposed to the kind of city lifestyle uh, that that's here. Um the, one of the first few days that I was that I had just moved in, I was walking back to my apartment, and I actually saw um, these two guys um, standing next to a parked car, and the hood was open, and it looked like they were trying to get something out of it, and I made eye contact with one of those guys, and at this point I I feared for my life, um, as a stupid twenty one year old would. And I ran back to my apartment and just kind of freaked out. Somehow I had convinced myself that they um, were committing a felony and they were going to come back to my apartment and, oh, you know, just murder me. Just just New York things, right? Um, so I definitely have a twisted perception of of the city. I, I feel like I live in fear quite a bit. Um, while I'm really happy here, and I'm definitely getting used to the different kinds of people you see, it's honestly a really nice way to like get familiar with the world, right? Um, I'm still kind of a chicken, though, and I get intimidated really easily. So actually, um, I saw uh, on, my, on that same walk home, I saw uh, two guys... Um, opening up the hood of a car. This was about a week later, and there was another guy standing watch. So he was looking left and right, kind of suspicious. I saw this, and I decided, you know what? I don't want to deal with petty crimes in my neighborhood. So I called 911, and I told them that, you know, there are some guys trying to maybe steal a car. Of course, I looked this up later. You can't steal a car from opening the hood but what did I know right and so they asked for details and at this point I had nothing so actually calling 911 was a waste of everyone's time they sounded really disappointed over the phone um the actual like police in this precinct called and asked me if I had any more details and I, I didn't so that was really pathetic of me but this happened again where I saw this old man, which honestly, pretty impressive. This old man, um, he had opened the hood of a car, same walk, same, like same side of the street, same block as well. It was in between the 
same two streets as it has been the two times before. And he was trying to like pull something out from the hood of the car. And I thought, you know what? I got to note things down this time. So I got a whole license plate. I'd memorized um, what the guy looked like. I called the police and I told them all the details that I had. And you know what? I don't see people trying to uh, steal stuff from cars on that block anymore. So maybe I did a good thing. I did all of this out of fear, though, and it was definitely pathetic. I have developed some paranoia since then. Um, there, there are some guys that hang out outside of this apartment building in the same spot every night. And I look at them every night and just hope that, I don't know, there's the worst case scenario is like that they know who I am and they're going to kill me, which it's not possible. I don't, nobody here knows me, but I look at them every night through the window before I go to bed and tell myself to be grateful for what I have because someday it could all be gone, which sounds so stupid, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm definitely learning to be brave and instead of kind of flinching at seeing something different or new it's I think it's exciting um this the city just really teaches you um about the different kinds of people that are out there and it's so fun every time I'm on the subway and I'm heading to work um I see other people and to be honest you can never tell who they are, what kind of job they have, where they're going. I mean, you can try to make as many assumptions as you want, but there's just no way of telling because people here are just so different, even in a even in a workplace that's seemingly homogenous. I mean, even on one floor, you've got so many different kinds of attire. So you never know like who's going to do what uh, when you're on the subway? It sounds kind of creepy, but I think it's I think it's really cool. Um, another thing I've noticed since moving here is that everyone here is a major sneakerhead. So, uh, regardless of the outfit, I mean, they could have some tattered shirt with holes in it and like some really cheap like joggers or pants, you know, just like very average clothes, and then. And then wear like $200 Air Jordans. I've seen this so many times. And part of me is thinking that maybe these are knockoff shoes. But what if they're not? What if these people are spending like $10 on their clothes and then like $200 on their shoes? It just seems like a very uneven distribution of expenses, right? But it's also really fun because I'm a sneakerhead. I love shoes. So when I'm like on the subway, you know, I'm checking out my own kicks or whatever the the young children say these days. And I just, I actually feel like a New Yorker because, you know, the rest of my outfits, you know, it's nothing interesting, but my shoes, you know, I'm kind of like, like a cool New Yorker now. We all have different kinds of like funky shoes and and I just, it's like one of those dumb things that makes me feel like I actually, like I actually fit in here. So, um, yeah, I think moving here uh, has taught me a lot about 
being alone. Um, sometimes this feels bad being alone, even though I have my cat. It's like when I'm not at the office, I'm you know not really doing anything at home. Um, <clears throat> so it's taught me to kind of venture out a bit more. Sometimes I'm lazy and sometimes I'm kind of scared too, especially because I don't really like walking outside late at night. Um, I know a lot of people do many things here in this city late at night, but I, I'm too chicken for that. And I go to bed at like 9.30 anyways, so there's no point. Um, but sometimes I do, and when I do, I, I find it to be so much fun. You know, on the one hand, I'm thinking, oh, I kind of wish I had some friends here. And on the other hand, I'm thinking, wow, this is so much more interesting than being in college or, you know, being at home with my family. That sounds really bad, but it's just, there's just so many, there are so many new things here happening. I went to Williamsburg once and it was the weirdest experience I've ever had. Um, the shops are so mismatched, you know, on one hand you have like designer, like a designer shoe store. And then right next to it is a store that sells like party items with boobs on it. It just seems really, you know, it's not, it's not thematic, right? Um, that's, that's like this whole city though, you know, you just have, it's just like very mismatched. And it's so much more, like, it's so much more exciting to be here um, than it is to be in college, honestly. I think, I think we're sold the idea that college is super exciting and fun and you're going to do all kinds of new things. But the truth is that most of the things you can do on campus are, like, pretty much the same thing uh, all across the board. They'll, they'll try to convince you that, oh yeah, this RSO, we do some really unique, exciting things that you've never heard of before. That's not true. Um, and eventually after like three years in, you'll realize that you've been doing the same thing for the most part for, for three years. And you'll try to tell yourself that, no, I've, I've, you know, I've changed and I've grown and that part is definitely true, but you'll run out of fun things to do in college pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, it just got boring and this this place is so much more fun for me. Um, anyway, I did actually go to an open mic. It was, it was surreal. I was so nervous. Um, I had actually prepared like a bit. So I was going to talk about um, I think I was going to talk about, I was going to joke about going to an engineering career fair in college. Um, but I think that's, was I think that's like a very pretentious like topic because like only, only like engineering students in, in college can relate to going to an engineering career fair. So I ditched that idea as soon as I walked into that bar. Um, I was so nervous. I chugged like three shots of vodka, hoping that I would kind of simmer down just a bit. Um, and when I went on stage, like I said, I ditched everything that I had planned out. So I just talked about the time a homeless man spit on my knee on the subway. And it's like, that's actually a great story. And I got a few laughs for it. Um, I think I was probably one of the coolest comics there. But, you know, that's just me talking, right? 
actually there there was one guy who got heckled out of the bar um he was making some really inappropriate jokes and kind of like kind of like messing with people in the audience as a way to get some like cheap laughs and as soon as the next person went on uh which was me uh he left because the uh the host in between was like kind of kind of like messing with him um before they introduced me and um yeah that guy that guy was like not at all not at all funny he told us that he had just moved um from florida to become a comic and you know, at that point you know you, you have like some optimism but but he made so many inappropriate jokes about women and you know the old ball and chain cliche and it just it really got on my nerves to sit there and watch and honestly i think a lot of comics um just kind of go for like cliche jokes that get some cheap laughs kind of like the like the very instinctive chuckle and response but it's not actually anything brilliant you know the material that they that they use so i noticed that quite a bit when i was at open mic night and i thought doing stand up comedy would be really fun and i think it is but oh my god i could hardly sit through that entire night um it was just like 2 hours but i was so tired and i hated most of it all of the jokes were just so bad and it was just Like I didn't enjoy that experience uh, after I part- after I went on stage and came back down. Um I just thought everyone was being really offensive as opposed to actually funny. I went to a different comedy club and saw one of my favorite comedians perform along with others and I got to meet all of the comics and their jokes were actually funny, not necessarily offensive and you know like really well written. And that's when you realize that comedy actually takes a lot of work, a lot of time to sit down, write something up, and I have a lot more respect for comics like that than maybe the people I watched at this very quiet open night in downtown Brooklyn. I will say that the bar there is so pretty. It's a really nice, really nice location. I just think the comics that were there that night not that impressive, you know? Um It was a very eye-opening experience though. And that's when I realized I had been thinking about doing some kind of content creation for maybe the last 3 or 4 years. But I'm also a very judgy person. Um I think I think people who want to create content are you know my instinctive response is yeah, they're they're snooty and pretentious as hell and they think their opinion matters enough to put it on the internet. And uh unfortunately, I do think what I say matters enough to be put on the internet. I just want people to tell me that I'm funny, you know? So I think a lot of content creators just do this kind of stuff because it's fun, and I think it can be fun. So all of that judgment, it's it's bullshit, you know. You don't really you don't really have to uh judge people for what they do, right? and so i i honestly considered a lot of things i considered writing up articles again i wrote like two uh when the pandemic hit and they got some like decent reviews um but it wasn't it wasn't that fun to write and 
I briefly considered uh, making a really, really low quality YouTube channel, um, but that's a lot of work that I'm not willing to, to I'm not willing to put it in, you know? Uh, yeah. And I already post a lot of dumb stuff on my Instagram stories, and it's usually the same people who, who respond every time, uh, which are all of my close friends. So I, I guess nobody outside of my friends um, thinks I'm funny, but who knows, you know, if I make this podcast, then, then maybe people will think I'm, think I'm kind of funny, you know? Anyway, that sounded really pathetic. I just wanted to do this for fun. I'm kind of a way to fill my free time. And like I said, this might help me document all of the things I do here in New York. I don't think that every story is going to be really unique and interesting, but maybe it'll help to hear about um, someone who's trying to find their place in the city and figure out their career and just grow up a little. Because um, I'm only 21. So I I have a long I have a long ways to go. You know. Um so yeah, I think I think I'll wrap up this first episode. Um hopefully the qualities of these uh, the quality of these episodes get better over time. But um yeah, this is my introduction and stick around if you want to hear me self-deprecate even more than I already have. <laughs>